Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in 1 Kings chapter number 17. I've preached out of this many times on a message called Ravens Still Fly. And uh, I, uh, I, so you kind of get accustomed to using a particular passage of scripture and you just kind of fall back and I, I took through my notes, I have no outline on this. To my knowledge, out of the years of preaching, I've never used this as a text on uh, when Elijah, Elijah goes to Zarephath, that's where I'm going to preach on today. I want to call this, uh, it's my reading's lengthy, and I'm going to start in verse number eight and close out this chapter. I'll be as quick as the Lord will help me be. But I want to preach today on this thought while I'm reading this. I want you to think about what I'm preaching about. Miracles, plural, miracles of the meal. Miracles of the meal. First Kings 17 and 8, have you found it? Shout amen. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth. Notice that. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. The barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness, his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, 
Hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Father, I love you. I thank you for this day and this time and the opportunity to stand behind your desk, humbled, Lord, at this, this unworthy vessel. Stand here today, God. Help, the, help me bring the bread of life. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me to you, glory and your honor with accuracy inside the bounds of the book. I pray you touch every heart in the house. God, there may be some here that needs sustenance today. There may be some here that needs salvation, whatever it would be. I know that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I ask or think. Supply it for your glory, for your honor, and, and we'll give you praise forever and ever. Ask it in our King's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I want to preach just a little while on that thought. Miracles of the meal. Now, I, I, I'm not, I don't have an introduction today. I'm just going to give you point number one. I want us to consider this. This is, I want us to consider the surface miracle. I mean, the miracle that we hear about when we hear this preach, the thing that was most obvious. It's the thing that you can't miss. You see this. What is that? Well, here it is. Uh, that, that, that not, he has sent Elijah into the den of the very enemy. He sent him to Zidon. Zidon is the, its headquarters of Baal. I'm going to talk about him a little more tonight. But he sent him. He's gone into the enemy's territory. This is very important right here. Understanding where the prophet was. Now he's done it care of and the ravens have come by and fed him. And the, but the brook grew up, uh, uh, dried up at Kareth. So he's, he can't stay there. And God sends him to a place that you would not send anybody. Why would God send him into the camp of the enemy? Why didn't he just leave him where he was and let the brook? Because had he not sent him to Zidon, he'd have missed the miracle of the meal. He had to go into the camp of the enemy. You know where we are as Christians today? You know where we're living? Who is the God of this world? He's the devil, Satan. You know where we dwell? We dwell in the camp of the enemy. We're in enemy territory, brother. Listen, this is a haven for us in here this morning. We have peace, we have grace, we have the mercy of God, the blessing of the Lord, but we're living in the enemy's territory. But just like Elijah, he sent him right in there, sent him to the place, most unlikely place to a city. And here he goes. Surface, we see this on the surface. The surface, the plain, the simple miracle of this. We see him, there he is. Sends him in, sends him to Zion. I mean, he's the enemy of these people. They're Zidonians. I want you to understand this. It's a bunch of Gentiles. This is the Gentiles that he sent them to. 
And he sent him up there. And then not only, it's the unlikely place that he sent him. We see this on the service talk. He sent him to the most unlikely person. I mean, why didn't he send him to the fat cat there in town? Had all the, all the money. Well, anything you didn't know, he sent him to a widow. You know what widows had in these days? Nothing. And obviously, this boy's too young to have been out earning a living or Elijah wouldn't be toting him up to the loft and back down. He is but a child. And here he is. So he's at an unlikely, look, he's in an unlikely place. He's in the land. He's in the territory of the enemy. That's where you are today. If you're expecting things to go well, listen, all the time in this life, friend, you bumped your head. It's not going to happen. Jesus said, in this world, ye shall have a plus. Tribulation. We know what the book said. Why are we so surprised when tribulations come our way? Jesus told us that's what we're going to have. Why? Because we're in the enemy's territory. That means all my days are bad. Oh, no. No, and I'm going to tell you why in just a few minutes. We have the surface miracle. We see this. We see the unlikely place that he sent him. We see the unlikely person that he says to take care of. I'm going to send you to a widow. I don't know that the widow knew. He said, I've commanded her to sustain him. I believe this is it from my personal opinion right here. Junior Gardner told me never preach that. But here, here I want to share a personal thought. Let me get it that way. My personal thought on this is we do things that we don't know why we do them. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. We do things, and then looking back, hindsight's always 20-20. We look back and say, oh, boy, I'm glad I've done that. wonder who urged us to do that. And us, without conscious effort, we go through and we fulfill that thing that God's placed upon us. I think that's the direction of the Holy Ghost. He'll guide you in all truths. Here we have her. Here we have her. This woman's going out. Why would you think that, preacher? Because she says, I'm about to die. Does that sound like somebody that's about to sustain someone else? No, all I got is two sticks. You know what that says? That says she didn't have much, didn't need much fire to cook what she had left. All she needed was two sticks. You can't cook much with two sticks. That shows the meagerness, the very, the, 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 the means was very meager that she had here. She had, all she needed to fix this meal is two sticks. And man, this boy's going to die. No preacher said Fix me a little cake first. Just fix me a cake. And then, don't you know she's thinking? What do you mean fix you a cake first? If I fix you a cake, there is no other cake. Fix me a cake. And then, go fix you one for you and your family. Something had to transpire right there. For her, in order for her to act upon the request of this old man, she don't even know who he is. Faith, Jim. And faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Somebody said prove it. I said you can't prove it. It wouldn't be faith. Hope is my proof. There it is. So we see the unlikely. Let's see, where am I at, Lord? We have a surface miracle right here. That's the thing in plain sight. It's what everybody preaches. When we hear this preached, I'm reading this other morning, and I did not continue on in my daily reading because I kept coming back to the same thing over and over and over. Same verses over and over and over. 
we see it on the surface. Here's what we've heard, preacher, all our life. And praise God, Mike and Teresa sings at the bottom of the barrel. My God shall supply. So we see, look, we see the unlikely place that he sends him to be sustained. We see the unlikely person that he sends him, sends Elijah to, to help sustain him. Then we see the unlikely provision. I mean, everybody knows, you know this, when you scrape the last part out of the bottom of the peanut butter jar, chunking it's done. And then it better be uh, Peter Pan creamy. They don't make nothing else, do they? Yeah, so we, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla. At the bottom of the barrel. I want to stay right here for just a minute, and I'm going on. I'm, I'm done. I want you to think about this. We know Elijah's been about a year down in Karen. It's probably been dry six months before he ever gets down to Karen, and the ravens start breaking and something in the morning and the evening. So we know, we know that the rain's not going, it's not going to rain for three and a half years. So if we've had six months prior to that, he's a year down there. We've got two years. We about, we, we, he's going to stay with this widow, Mike Rimmer, for at least two years. They're about pretty close. I can't count very high, but I can count three. There he is. So he's going to sustain him. And he said that ate many days, many days, Brother Brandt, out of this barrel. Think about this now. The unlikely provision. She goes, how many times a day have they eaten anything? Jews normally eat two times a day. That's the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice. They're eating in the morning. They get up, want some breakfast. What does she do? She goes to that barrel. Yeah, but I just dipped the last bit out of that yesterday. I believe I'm just going to say Because two days ago I dipped out of it and I went back the morning after that. You know what? I dipped out of it again. So I know it was empty. I dipped it all out yesterday. But I think, I think just maybe because it, <laughs> it's been full days before. I just think because of what it's proved in the past. I'll go back to the barrel again this morning, see if there ain't something there. And then that morning she dips in there, praise God, there's something in the barrel. Now the barrel's, hey, down at the bottom of the barrel again. Oh, praise God. And it's supper time, Dave. Hey, we're hungry again. And the old prophet's saying, go back to the barrel. Hey, right back to the barrel. What does he do? Why, my goodness, there's enough meal in there for supper now. Yeah, but there's nothing for tomorrow. Oh, but there's been something for every day prior. I think I'll go back tomorrow. Can you get what I'm saying? You can't run this barrel out. It's the miracle of the meat. Day after day, we're too fat and satisfied anymore. We don't expect we need to go back. But I remember days. I remember days that when we paid our bills at Pat Ball Groceries, I had five dollars. Five dollars.
something there to eat. Somebody just kept going back to the barrel. And there's something there. And over and over and over for two years, Steve. He never said this barrel was full when he might have been over. He said there'll be enough to sustain you. What you need. What you need. We've got what we want today. That's our problem. We have what we want. What you need is going to be in that barrel. Can I tell you what you need today is in the barrel. In the barrel, I'm going to show you what the barrel, what this represents now. Because I want us to, I want us to, now that's all, that's all primary, elementary preaching right there. Elementary, surface, miracle. First thing you see, you see all that. And two-thirds of us preachers, or I've never preached this before, never in my life, I can recall. But most of the times I hear this preach, that's as far as it goes right there. That's not even the story. That's not even the story. The story is this. That's the surface miracle. Miracles, plural, of the meaning. Now, here comes, here comes the salvation miracle. Here's, here's the real, real miracle of this whole thing. Watch this. How long has that boy been eating out of that barrel? Two years. Uh, well, one guy's listening. You can participate. When I ask a question, I'm looking for a response. It's okay. I won't call on you and ask you to finish the message, I promise. Two years, this boy's been feeding on that. Every day, what's he witnessed? A miracle of the meal. A miracle. Why is that? What has he done? My, what's my verse around here? It's on all our shirts or caps. Or out front, it's what we do. In him, we what? Have our being. Praise God. What is he? He's the bread. He's the bread of life. We just keep eating it. Over and over. You may be here and you're unsaved today. But you've been exposed. Because it's in him you live, move, and have been. So he's giving you the bread in order for you to live. He is the bread of life. It sustains you. If it wasn't by the grace, but for the grace of God, the devil already killed you, drove you off into, or sent you off into hell. The devil's not in hell yet, but he's going. Why, Randy, he's talking about that's what it's transpired. Watch this. So I want us to see this. The salvation miracle here is this. It was that boy's continual, continual partaking of that meal. And even though, hear me, young person, because you don't think it's happening. But even though you're here, you're young, and you're healthy, and you've got the big cat by the tail and the wolf of the horn, and you think everything's rolling down your road and everything's good, one of these days you're going to wake up and it's going something's not going to be very good. It's going to be bad. Yeah. It won't only be bad, it'll be real bad. You're going to wake up to something real bad one of these days. Now what's this woman done? This woman's done every single thing, everything that the Lord's required of her and the man of God's asked her to do. And now the only prized possession she has in this entire world, I mean, when you was in this shape, she's counting on that boy getting reared up, grown up, because he's her only hope. 
Listen, without this boy, she's a widow on her own. She's gleaning in a barley field at best. She's barely going to make it. But when this, her hopes and this boy getting grown. When he gets grown, I got somebody who's going to help me. If that boy will grow up, I'm counting on him. But now the thing she's counting on dies. What happens when you're, the thing you're counting on dies? Now, now what am I going to do? Blame the preacher. Once you show up here and just get my son killed, oh, oh, forgotten, forgotten. We've been eating because of you for two years. I'm not pointing to myself, I'm talking about Elijah. Because this man followed what God said to do, went into the camp of the enemy, went to a place that you normally wouldn't have went, and seen a miracle that you normally wouldn't see, and because of these things, here he is. Been eating two years now, the boy's died. I'm going to tell you, young people die. Middle-aged people die. Old people die. And you're going to die. There's no doubt about it. Unless us that are saved, the Lord comes in, in our lifetime, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. That's right. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. If we're alive, he'll catch us up together. But if you're unsaved, he won't catch you up. Paul speaking, he says, brethren, in that particular passage of scripture, identifies who's getting caught up. Are you still with me? So here all these years, and he supplied this thing, and now this boy's died. Why? That's the natural order of things. It's appointed unto man once to die. You're not appointed to death twice. But you are once. Yes, that's right. You're appointed to this one death. Now, somebody died for us. That we just had to die once. Now, we'll, we'll, actually, we die out of sin. We die. The old man dies. But that's that's figurative and spiritual language. So here we have it. Again. We have the boys dead. But the boys are not going to stay dead. Boy's not going to stay dead. Now I know Elijah called him up, but I want us to use our mind for just a moment. You know what we've been feeding on, most of us, most of our lives? The meal. The meal. And that meal is a picture, there's not a doubt in my mind. It's the meal and the oil in this particular picture. Listen, that's Christ and the Holy Ghost. And you're baptized by one spirit and one body. It takes the Holy Ghost to put us in there, but it takes the hearing of the Word of God, which is the bread of life. He is the bread. He's the meal. He's the meal, and you can't exhaust him. Every time you go to the barrel, I feel like running. Every time you go to the barrel, there's the meal. Has anybody ever went to the barrel and found the barrel empty? No. If they say yes, their liners are not right with God. Listen, every time I've ever gone to the barrel, they've been some meal. That's the miracle of the meal. On the surface, yes, but it goes farther than that, Tommy. It gets deeper than that. Because I've been sustained by that meal, praise God, the voice of the captain says, get up. We can't stay 
chance of salvation. You know what that is? That's the hope of Mary. That's the hope of James. That's the hope of all the other widows. That's the hope of Alta Rosa. That's the hope of the countless numbers of people that I've seen in a box like right here. My dad, baby, I could just go on and on. It's head, red, just numbers of them. Virgil, Mary, Ronnie, Granny, uh, just numbers. Where were they? Where are they? Well, we put them in a the box. You know what they're waiting on? They're waiting on the voice. Where are they at? Where is that? That soul body is with them, with the yeah. Lord. Be absent from the body. Present with the Lord. I gotta be, something has to be there for me to be present. There has to be a soul body, a body, a body. It's not like this body. It's not a glorified body yet. But it will be. But it is recognizable and understandable. And so there they are. Glee. There they are. Somebody said, I read a whole bunch of stuff. Somebody tried to explain all this stuff why he laid down on me three times. I think he done it once for the Father, once for the Son, once for the Holy Ghost. I mean, you can say whatever you want to, but that just seemed to fit me pretty good. That helped me right because it takes him three to get you. <coughs> no one of them is going to act independently. They, they act as one. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah. And these three are? One. Thank you. And at the voice, and at the voice, because they've been sustained by the meal. If you have not the spirit of Christ, you are. Where was the meal? In the, in the, the oil was in the meal. The meal was in the oil. And there it was. And it made the cakes. And they're feeding on the cakes. He said, I am the bread of life. If you eat my flesh and drink of my blood, you have eternal life. That's not speaking of cannibalism. That's speaking spiritually that we feast upon him. What is he? Praise God. He is this living word right here. He's the book. He's my breath. He's my best friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, the miracle's in the meal. It's not in our denomination. It's not in our personal uh, attributes or uh, accomplishments. It is in the book. Praise God. That's the miracle. Here's the thing. It's for whoever wants it. You can have it. He won't make you take it. Gentiles. Elijah. The first prophet of the Gentiles. There he is. He's telling what. And all of a sudden. And she said. She said. Because I've seen this. I know that it's true. Now. I'm not seeing anybody get up from the dead yet. I've seen some they told me was going to die and they're still walking around. Yeah. Said they're going to die. 
Understanding that assurance because you've been feeding on the meal. He said, Watch this. Now, it's a whole other message in that text. But he said, Until, until the rain, well, we've had the early rain. We've had the early rain that we might be able to plant and, and, the, heart, and, the, and, the, and the wheat grow. And the head come on the wheat. But we're waiting on the latter rain. The latter rain is the harvest. So we're waiting. We're waiting. We, we've had the rain. The rain come on us. And we've grown up. And that, that latter rain is going to make that thing come to full head. And, it's, and when that happens, it's harvest time. Harvest time. Play me something. Harvest time. What if harvest came today? What if harvest come today? I need the elders to come. Sister Teresa's asked us to anoint her today. While these come and play, you're welcome to stand to your feet while these are praying. If you don't know the Lord... You come and get one of us by the hand and say, I need to be gloriously saved. And I'm telling you, we can take the word of God and show you from the meal barrel how you can be sustained forever. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.